To sign up for our announcements, send a blank email to radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. That's radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. Thank you for calling the ACB radio and information line brought to you by Xeno Media. 518-906-1820. That's 518-906-1820. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening, everyone. This is Donna Brown, and this is It's 7-Up Time, hosted by the Mountain State Council of the Blind. And for those who may not know, the Mountain State Council of the Blind is the West Virginia affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. So before we get started, I need to thank our ACB radio streamer, Debbie Hazelton, uh, for giving up her time. And we are being streamed on ACB radio. And our host is Lucy Edmonds, and you'll be hearing from her in a little bit. Uh, so tonight, we have the honor of having um, he- Heather McComas. Uh, and you're going to find out a lot about Heather here in a little bit. But I want everybody to know that at one time, we won't talk about how long ago, um, Heather was a student of mine at the School for the Blind here in Romney. She was also on my goalball team when I coached goalball. Uh, So, um, Heather, if you want to unmute and we'll kind of get started. So, what we're going to do is um, we're going to find out a little bit about Heather and, and how she uh, came to basket weaving and, and all that kind of thing. And then we're going to um, open it up for questions or comments or whatever. So Heather, you want to start telling us about yourself or do you want me to ask you questions? <laughs> you can ask questions. Okay. Well. I sort of figured that. <laughs> so uh, when you, when you were in school, um, I, I, I remembered you as a goalball player and, and a good student. Were you interested in any kind of crafts or anything at that time? I don't remember being interested in it. I was mostly interested in, you know, the clarinet and piano at that time. So I focused more on music. Yeah. Okay. Um, so when, when you graduated, <clears throat> how or when did you start getting into basket weaving? Like how long after graduation? It was about four years. Oh, okay. So what, what made you start to, or maybe, th- or maybe three years, three to four years. So like. not very long though, really. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, it all started as a girl's night out with my mom and sister. Um, at that time, my sister's mother-in-law um, was a teacher and she taught basket classes in the evening in her classroom at the school. So we decided to, you know, join in and I was, more up for the idea of spending time with my mom and sister and I was wasn't quite sure I would get the hang of basket weaving because to me I thought it was a visual thing but um we wove a my very first basket was a round basket and um at that time I didn't have you know a accessible measuring tape I didn't have the pattern in braille so I had to do a lot of listening and memorizing. And so for me to have to do all of that, I was still the first person done with the basket. Wow. 
Um, I just listened to what, what she said, you know, followed her instructions. And she had to also learn, joined the meeting. Um, learn how to teach me because, you know, she's used to visual and I am more tactile. So it was kind of interesting. So um, for those who don't know, do you, do you have any vision at all, Heather? I have none. Right. Okay. Um, okay. So you made your first basket finishing before everybody else that night, um, <laughs> which I mean, that's, that's wonderful. But really, what, what a way to spend an, an evening though with um, family. And, and so where, where did it go from there? What, what? what it, it all started was um, when I was in school, I used to always give you guys some kind of token of appreciation, either at Christmas time or when it was time to go home for the summer. Right. And so I kind of continued that at Marshall when I went to Marshall University. I would do the same thing for my professors. And so when I started weaving baskets, they would get a small little basket of some sort. It was more of a scrap basket of anything because I was still learning you know, back then. And so some people would see that or they would see um, my latest basket that I had woven in class because I'd bring it to my um, counselor or my you know person that I could go to to talk to and show it to her. And then she'd take it around and show it to everybody else. So it kind of became, how much would you charge for one of these? And, you know, <laughs> then I'm still learning. So I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so that's kind of how it got started. And it kind of still is that way. It's more word of mouth than uh, pamphlets or online stuff. So do you, I guess it'd be hard to say. I got to mute for a second. Hold on. Sorry. I knew if I didn't, if I didn't do that, it would keep ringing. Um, So in a, well, I don't know. How long does it take to weave a basket? I, I really know very little about basket weaving. It really all depends on the size of the basket, the, you know, if it's just a plain basket or if it's going to have some accents, like little details, like curls or X's or some type of decoration on them. The one that we are working on in class uh, with the ACB craft crafters is a, and some people will probably say I, I'm crazy because it's a simple little, uh, not little, but it's a, basket that you could put your muffins or your bread in so it's about the size of a loaf of bread that has grown just a little bit it's about five inches wide by 10 inches long by about four and a half inches deep and it has two handles one on each end of the basket and it's made out of wire you know actually iron it's heavier than than wire but it it's a good little basket that you can use for your Easter table, your Christmas table to put your bread and stuff in, or you could use it for your mail or just because it has a name. I always tell people it doesn't mean it has to be used just for that. You can use it for whatever you wish. So uh, it, I guess it, they're doing that in two sessions. So two, they, they two have sessions. not completed it yet. Right. right. I mean, right, yeah. They have just, I'm not exactly sure how many, but most of them have finished just the base so far. Okay. Um, But this basket for me, because I didn't really answer your question fully, um, this basket for myself takes me two, two and a half hours to make, roughly. It may be less than that, but 
roughly two and a half hours. Okay. So where do you get your ideas um, for you know the baskets and how has somebody taught you how to make all of those or various kinds or have you figured that out yourself? I have figured out a lot of things on my own. Um, I get a lot of my ideas from there's a lot of free patterns online that you can get. And I'm, <laughs> I am famous for looking at the patterns and changing them <laughs> and you know, making them <laughs> just a little bit different from what they say. Um, but, or I just get them from inside my head. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's wonderful. So when you started back, in however many years ago that was, did did you join the meeting? Continue working with that lady. Some you know who who did the the original class that you went to. Did you continue to work? Yeah, with I her? continued for quite a few years. Okay. Uh, my mom and sister only continued for maybe six more months. <laughs> <laughs> they dropped. They dropped out. Now the state council has joined the meeting. Okay. Well, well that's pretty cool. Um, so. Do you? Okay, um, somebody's unmuted and they need to mute. Josh, you need to mute. I'm trying. Okay. Okay. I was, I muted him and then he. <laughs> oh, he unmuted. Okay. Yes. Um, okay, so Heather, um, now. It, it, you actually do have your own business, is that correct? It's kind of a business, yes, but it's <laughs> still kind of not. <laughs> okay. Um, I work out at Heritage Farm Museum and Village here in Huntington, West Virginia. It's kind of a pioneer, kind of like a museum of sorts that reflects back in like 1850s. And I am one of the artisans who demonstrates the art of basket weaving. And so oh. I kind of have my business there, though it's it's very small. I I don't I don't make nothing. I mean, because I'm so kind hearted and I I charge so little. Well, I can vouch for that. Heather graciously <laughs> donated a, a beautiful basket to uh, our Romney Lions Club, um, and you know, for us to raffle off, we put the items in it, and and it was it was a wonderful basket. Uh, so, um, let's open it up for questions and then see where the conversation goes. So Musi, uh, Musi, Lucy, whew. Lucy, if you want to tell people how to raise their hand, cause we'll do the raised hand thing. Okay. So if you are on a PC, it is alt Y to raise your hand and I will graciously lower your hand. So you don't have to worry about that <clears throat> on the Mac. It's option Y. On your landline, it is star nine. And on your smartphones and tablets, there's a more button in the lower right hand of your screen. And you double tap that and you will see a raise hand option and double tap that. Okay. All right. So if you want to ask Heather a question or whatever, raise your hand. Okay, Linda. Hi there, Heather. I'm wondering, do you take orders from individuals yes i can okay well maybe some point you can give us that information so we can maybe order something from you that would be so much fun yeah i can do that okay. yeah be before we finish we'll we'll make sure we get 
whatever contact information you feel like you want to give, um, okay. Heather, okay? Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Kathy? Kathy Gerhardt? I just wondered if you knew that you had that crafty ability because I do not have any. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> I, I mean, I really didn't know I had it, I guess, until I started doing it. And I have also found that I'm such a perfectionist that I will not <laughs> give it away unless it's perfect enough to give it away. Well, that's important, too, because... Uh, Sometimes, well, so I was thinking of a scarf, but my niece made me, and well, <laughs> it was. I still have it. It was very nice, but it it wasn't well done. But it's the thought that counts. <laughs> I mean, I I seriously was surprised when I was you know making the basket and stuff because, like I said at the beginning, I thought it was a sighted thing. I really thought it was something only sighted people could do, but it's it's technically not. It really isn't because it's all in touch. You know, a lot of the people that I have woven with do rely heavily on their sight to get them through the making their basket. But if they would stop and just feel their basket, I think they would get more out of it. Yeah. Okay. Do we have any other hands? Yep. Okay. Suzanne. Hello, Suzanne. Amend. How are you? Okay. I got myself on mute. I wasn't sure if you were unmuting or if I was. <laughs> Sorry about I that. can't. <laughs> I can't I do it. I didn't know. I don't know all these things. Right <laughs> um, Heather, thank you for coming and, and, and uh, Mark for telling me about this. I really think that's a fascinating idea that you think that, um, that you didn't think a blind person could do that. I think that's just um, wonderful to prove that that's not true. I think it's really great. Um, I have a question, not about the baskets, though. I had no idea Donna coached goalball, and I didn't know you played it until your introduction, and it's not a game I knew anything about. And I wonder if you could say what you liked about it or didn't like about it or just a little bit about your time doing that. And then I also wondered if you know of a place in Huntington, and I, it's downtown, and it serves us great spaghetti. And we yeah, went to yeah. Huntington last fall um, to meet friends halfway. They were coming from Indiana, and we were coming from Virginia. So we had two days in Huntington. Yeah, I wish I had known you were there. <laughs> Would have invited you for spaghetti. <laughs> oh, Jim's spaghetti is awesome. Yes. <laughs> it was such a fun place. Yes. Um, Goval, I... I wish I could kick myself in the rear end, but I really wish I would have uh, gone out for it before I did because I joined when I was my junior year and I love the competitiveness about it, you know, just and the, the, the activeness, you know, getting out and doing something instead of sitting around. <laughs> it was nice to, you know, be active and, you know, go to different places and meet different people and get the pants beat off of your by men from, what was it, Maryland? The School for the Blind in Maryland? <laughs> we had yeah. to play against the boys. And it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> but it, it was really fun. It was definitely a, definitely a challenge, but definitely something that I really did enjoy and really wished I would have played a little bit more than what I did. Oh, we wish so, too. 
as <laughs> coaches. <laughs> but um, Heather was part of the team. Well, we had a few sort of teams that we had like a dynasty going on. Um, our girls teams were really good for several years in a row. And Heather was a part of that. Anyway, they won multiple championships. And <laughs> I, I'd suggest though, maybe you could do another do another seven up someday about um, about goalball. Oh, we we could do that. Yeah, yeah that's a good I'd idea. Like to know more about how it works. I've never really played it or really known about oh. it. I've heard of it, but I never knew much about it. Yeah. Okay. Great idea. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Heather. Thank You're you for welcome. coming. Okay, Marsha. Okay, am I unmuted? You are yeah. unmuted. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Well, um, Heather, um, I'm really glad that you're here to talk to us tonight. Um, I tried making baskets a long time ago, kind of when I was checking into pottery as well. But um, I was surprised how much hand strength that it uh, took to get the weavers really tight. And so that leads to my question about these wire baskets sound really interesting. That must be hard to work with, is it? And what does, does it have, is it shiny wire and does it bend easy and stuff? Um, when I said wire, I meant to say, uh, I, have, I would love to do a wire basket. I haven't quite figured that out yet. But when I work with wire, with the handles and stuff, they're already made. The handles are already made. Okay. So I don't really have to bend them or anything, except for there are a few baskets that require wire handles that I have to bend around the rim of the basket. And it does take a lot of strength to do that. But the basket that we're working on with the ACB crafters, it's a wrought iron handle. So there's really okay. no bending to it. It they will have to bend their reed around it. So okay, okay. And do they soak the reed uh, to prepare it to weave and yes. put lanolin in it too? Um, I don't put lanolin in it, but there are some people who put downy. Oh, <laughs> and then there are some people who put um, the name just went out of my mind because I have trouble with my the you know, cuticles on your, on your fingers cracking and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so someone else has suggested something else for me to get to put in the water to help soften it up. But okay. a few of my friends have done downy. <sighs> That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who would think of that? <laughs> wow. I would love to see one of those baskets. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. Someone on an iPhone has their hand raised. I'm not sure who it is. Yeah, I don't know who that is either. That might be me. It's Debbie Detheridge. Oh, and, hi, Debbie. Um, hi. Um, no, I just Debbie. Want, yeah, Heather, <laughs> she has the patience of I'm not sure, but I'm trying to do this basket class, and I'm not doing very good. And I basically said, this is a nice try, but I don't think I can do this. And Heather's not letting me give up. But I don't know. I'm not letting her give get, up. <laughs> I don't know if this basket will ever get done or not. But she's <laughs> got the patience of I'm not sure. But but I played go ball too. But I didn't start until I was an adult, and that's not a good thing to do. I'm well, like this might have been fun if I was younger, but. <laughs> But it, it gives you an opportunity to learn the game at least. Oh yeah, you know, it, so. it was it was interesting, but but anyway. So I just happened to uh, I was just checking through email and saw this call. I'm like, I need to get on this call. <laughs> thank you, thank you for joining us. 
Okay, no more hands right now. No more hands. So, Heather, when people have been talking about like the hand strength and stuff, I, I, I've never woven a basket in my life, so I, I don't, I'm, I'm totally clueless. Um, so, it, no matter what type of basket, I mean, is there a lot of hand strength in, involved just in the the process of basket weaving in general? The hand strength comes more into play when you're shaping your basket. Okay. So when you're going up the sides of the basket. Okay. That's where the hand strength comes in play the most. So there, my laundry baskets Ooh. takes a lot of hand strength because it's a bigger basket and um, so much detail, you know, shaping. You don't want it to flare out so much, you know, on the sides or you don't want it to cave in because it all depends on how strong you are. Some people can make their basket look like an accordion. <laughs> You know, instead of going straight up, like well, that'd want. probably be me. I don't know. <laughs> they kind of like like to go in, and you know, it it does take a lot of strength to shape your basket. <laughs> I have a lot of people. I have to say, let let loose. You know, loosen up a little bit. <laughs> okay, you have another raised hand. Oh. Um, okay, <clears throat> phone number ending in six five seven. Okay, whoever's phone number ending in six five seven star six should unmute you. Mm-hmm. Star six. I, I don't know who that is either. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. It's, yes. Now we can. There we go. Okay. Oh, that's Chris. I'm sorry. Yes, I didn't recognize this. Hi, Heather. I had you for practicums and I was doing my certification. It has joined the meeting. And if I remember, you guys are really big in the achy, bricky heart and line dancing at that point. <laughs> oh. oh, don't bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I was just going to say, I use baskets already made, of course, uh, all over my house for organization. And, you know, I, I think that's just great. Um, it's very practical, and uh, you know, maybe you ought to step it up and make it make it a real business for yourself. Because you know, there, I just can't live without them. I have everything sorted by baskets in my bathroom and everywhere. So, you know, I have quite a few people, you know, especially my family members and stuff like that, telling me that they'll help me with pictures and they'll help me with you know putting things together. And then it's crickets. It's like waiting for them to, you know, oh, I did tell you I'd help you, but I'm sorry. I forgot. <laughs> so it's, I, I kind of would like to make it more, but I just don't know how. So. But, well, I don't, and I don't know if you know, um, you probably do, but um, ACB has a, a, a one of their special interest affiliates. It's for entrepreneurs, you know, people either who already have their business established or people who, you know, are interested in starting a business or, or whatever. It's it's one of our special interest affiliates. And, you know, I don't know if you'd be interested, you know, some of them. Some of those people might be able to give you tips of, of how to get some of that visual, because you're right, it, it, there would need to be some, you know, visual to, to really sell, you know. Yeah, because they want me to do Etsy. They want me to do, you know, Facebook, which I do post a lot of my pictures you know, of my baskets. And yes, sometimes I take the pictures and, you know, they're not, <laughs> they're not bad, but they're not that good either. But right. um, <laughs> uh, I post them 
post my pictures of the baskets on Facebook. Um, but that's about it. And then I have some basket pictures on, you know, the Heritage Farm uh, website as well. But that's the only places I have them. Right. Okay. Um, Suzanne? I'm, I'm back and I might have missed it in the introduction because I was a little bit distracted with another phone call. But um, do you teach basket making other than the ACB crafter exercise that's going on? Um, and I was thinking that's another way you could go as opposed to selling baskets. You could go into teaching and, and uh, basically charge a small amount and help people get started. And that might be a, a way to do it, too. Um, I have taught. I teach classes at Cowboyan Association for the Blind, you know, to, to other blind and visually impaired um, individuals. And I also teach. Um, basket classes out at Heritage Farm when we, we do teach out when we can. Um, but yeah, right. <laughs> uh, last year I wasn't able to, and there was quite a few new baskets and techniques I wanted to teach, start teaching, but I wasn't able to because the Corona virus. But um, this is my first time teaching, you know, the ACB crafters on you know Zoom and. I'm going to have to admit it's a little difficult for me because I am hands-on and I like to help people by seeing what they're doing. And by seeing, I mean by touching what they're doing. Yeah, I'm sure that is. But I mean, I don't, I would not mind one bit to teach, to teach other classes, but Maria has left the meeting. I would prefer it to be in person. Yeah, of course. I think all of us are hoping for that eventually. But it seems like you teach blind and sighted people the basket making, so it'd be a really neat. um, But I just hadn't heard if you taught, and I didn't know that Heritage Farm you were teaching. I thought you were demonstrating, so I wasn't sure how that worked. Um, Yeah, um, I mostly demonstrate, but there are some weekends and stuff that we set aside for uh, artisans to teach what, what they demonstrate. And so I do have a lot of people who are who are interested in basket weaving. So that's one of their popular classes that we teach. Okay. All right. Linda. Okay. Am I unmuted now? You yep. are. Okay. I had two thoughts for you, Heather. <clears throat> one, there's a, in the Braille forum, we have a article that comes out every time called here and there. And if you get going with the business, you might want to um, put an ad- article in that here and there to spread the word among the blindness community that you make baskets and you got them for sale. The other thing I had for you was Ira. Um, uh, you probably know about Ira. They yeah. might be able to help you take your pictures. True. So that might help you get some of that started. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Okay. Musty? Uh, yes. Can you hear me? If we can. Okay. I'm interested. The Heritage Farm, where, where is it? And you have to dress in period costume. And I mean, is there a history of basket making? Or, I love, I'm with Chris. I use baskets to organize things. I mean, I love them. So <laughs> anyway, talk about Heritage Farm. Uh, Heritage Farm is here in Huntington, West Virginia. I um, live roughly 15 minutes from it. And it is a collection of museums that have like different things dating back to 1850s, like transportation. There's, uh, you know, the museum of transportation. There's the museum of uh, like 
has different, I think there's a sewing machines and I mean, there, uh, I have, I've been there for three years and I have yet to go through the, the museum. <laughs> I have to stay in my, in my little corner uh-huh. of the world. Um, but there, there is a collection of museums and most of our other artisans do dress in kind of period costumes, but I can kind of get away with not dressing that way oh. because I'm not a real sure of how I was supposed to dress. <laughs> um, as a basket weaver back then, because mm-hmm. I I kind of researched it, but then I kind of got lost. So <laughs> I, I just dressed in their the Heritage Farm t-shirts and jeans because okay. that's what's comfortable for me. Okay. Well, and I think it isn't you know basket weaving that can get a little bit messy too, can't it? It can. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I. <laughs> I mean, so, if I had it my way, I would be in the period clothes in the period clothes barefooted, but you know, <laughs> I have to dress <laughs> that'd be a little chilly right now. <laughs> <laughs> Although Lucy told us she was outside barefoot today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. No more hands. No, no more hands. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, I lied. I, <laughs> Marcia's hand just popped up. <laughs> All right, Marcia. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, in, in I just wondered if you um, feel the need to to work with different color of weavers or splits <laughs> or whatever to, you know, because I know you probably sell a lot of your baskets to sighted people, too. And um, do you dye some of the some of your weavers or do you buy different colors to do you have to? confront you know in my work i have to in in pottery i have to deal with color because that's what everybody wants and i just wondered how much you feel pressure to uh use color in your baskets i do use color in my baskets and i have taught myself how to dye the reed because buying the reed already dyed is a coil reed that i buy is roughly $11.50. $11.50. And if I was to buy the dyed breed mm-hmm. of the same kind, it would be about $20. Mm, so oh, one, nice. one yeah. coil of that of reed. And so I've learned how to dye it myself. And I've had cider people tell me that they would rather me dye the reed for them. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, you're kidding me, right? But I don't, I guess I don't do that bad dyeing. But my problem is I've got it technique because I tend to work with three colors only mm-hmm. except for with Easter baskets. I, you know, only do those colors and then I use them up and I'm finished, you know, cause mm-hmm. I don't want them to end up in some other basket that I didn't want them to. Be. Right. Right. I understand. But, um, yes, I do do a lot of baskets with color in them and they do sell quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are times that I make baskets and color has ended up in them and I didn't want them. Oh, <laughs> but a lot of people have told me that it looks like I did it on purpose. Right. So it, it somehow, some ways there's somebody looking over my shoulder and making sure that I do it. <laughs> that it looks that way. Yeah. Uh, well, do you have to dye, um, the, the reed outdoors? Do you, is it something that's, um, kind of, you know, caustic or, or, you know, or dangerous? I do or you have to, I, uh-huh. 
you can do it outside and a lot of people that I work with, they, they do it outside, but it's easier for me to do it inside uh-huh. and just use bleach afterwards. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, but it is, you know, a messy, messy situation, but I just use writ, you know, writ okay. dye, what you would use on t-shirts and stuff. Uh-huh. And it works just, just as good. So, so then do you have to hang it up to dry or something or? You can hang uh- it up or you lay it on newspaper. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. So um for, I'm going to embarrass Marsha though. Uh-oh. For those who don't know for those who don't know, uh Marsha has her own pottery business. So some some time on 7 up call we might have to have her. Uh, okay. Yeah. okay. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Wow. Be anyway, awesome. go ahead. Did you have something else, Marsha? Well, color it, color is always a, an issue, and, and mm-hmm. my sister, who you know, who's also blind, she said, "Why don't you just do everything all white?" <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, it's no fun doing it all white. Uh, no, and some people that are into porcelain, they might like that, you know, but. There, it would you would really really narrow your audience. <laughs> yeah, the three colors that I usually work with the most, and uh, Miss Brown would probably laugh at me, but anyway, my way of keeping them separate is in you know the drawstring trash bags. Okay, and that works. Yeah, <laughs> I sure. put different knots in the the ties so that I know what is what. You know, three ties for red, you know, two ties for blue, and one tie for green. Okay. Those are the three colors I work with the most, and except for, like I said, the Easter baskets. Okay. But I make up the Easter baskets and pray that I've used up all the purple and <laughs> yellow and pink. And do, do you ever have situations where you you get the read out that's the color you know you want to use next, and then the doorbell rings or the phone rings, and then you come back and you can't think which one that is. Yeah, they're like, uh. But that's where seeing AI comes in handy. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Or if you had two Ira or whatever. Or, yeah. Yeah. or if I had two Ira. Help! Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, Kathy. <clears throat> well, my question was, um, I'm still a member of the West Virginia affiliate, even though I moved to Ohio. And we're not we going to Huntington? And were we going to go to the Heritage? Is it Heritage Farm? I forget the the rest of it. That's Heritage Farm Museum and Village. Um, We were going to go to Huntington, but something interfered like COVID. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We were supposed to go to some kind of trail, a Braille trail uh, that a high school student um, assisted in making accessible. And we were, you know, hoping to have that student go with us and, you know. Um, but I mean, I'm sitting here, the wheels are turning in my head. We might have to go to Huntington for a couple of years and one time do that trail, one time do the, the, uh, museum and another time have a basket weaving class or something. I mean, we mm-hmm. just might have to keep going to Huntington until we get it all done. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No more hands. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh. I think Chris. Oh my goodness. (laughs) You're making a liar out of me here. Okay, Chris. That happens to me every time, too, when I host. All right, Chris. Star six, Chris, to unmute. That star six must not be working. There There she is. There you go. Here we are. Um, 
Where is the heritage farm exactly located? What's the address? I, my family's in Galilee, so whenever this virus is over, I'm going to drag my sisters down. <laughs> um, where, where are you located exactly? 3300 Harvey Town Road, Huntington, West Virginia. Okay. Harvey Town. I was thinking you might be downtown where they, you know, they, they, no, the it's, it's out kind of in the, in the country. Okay. Well, we always have GPS. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's all I wanted to know. Thanks. You're welcome. I would think if, if a person Googled it, you know, it, okay. it, it would can, give it. They find it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Heather, before we forget, um, would you like to share contact information so everybody get your slates and stylus ready or your orbit reader, writers or whatever ready? And so, Heather, if you want to share any contact information. Um, my email address, which I kudos you, Donna, on remembering because <laughs> a lot of people leave out my E. <laughs> Uh, it's Heather. This is all lowercase. You know, Heather E as an elephant, McComas, M C C O M A S, at live, L I V E dot com. Or my phone number is 304 544 4980. Okay. Well, hopefully everybody got all that. Uh, so, Heather, is there. Anything else you'd like to share with us? Um, are, well, one question I had. Do you work at the, um, oh, whatever that farms, whatever. <laughs> Do you work there every day or, or how many days a week? Um, no, now, right now, I'm not working there at all. Oh, I don't okay. think they'll bring the, us artisans back until May. Oh, okay. Um and usually the first weekend of May is our festival weekends, but every since COVID and stuff, everything's been upside down. So I'm not sure what's going to happen, but, um, but I used to work, um, three to four days a week before, the, has left the meeting. before the COVID, you know, virus. Right. Hit. So, mm -hmm. but, uh, last year I got, I was good enough to get two days a week. So then the other days are, well, when when you want to or whatever, then you, you work from home, weaving baskets and stuff. Um, do you do weaving baskets from home? Put it that way. I do. Yeah, I do. Okay. Weaving. Um, right now, I, yeah, I guess I should have said this too, is I have, during my time out at the farm, I have also had to start learning how to cane chairs and, uh, you know, I self-taught myself and I wish I would have realized that Mr. Oates had, was a caner. And yeah. I wish that I, there would, would have been a way for him to be able to teach me. But I think for myself, I think I've done pretty well. Um, and now I am in charge of reseating a chair, a rocking chair for someone, uh, not only the bottom, but the back of it as well. So I've kind of picked up a new technique since working out at the farm because one of the people was going to sell their grand grandmother's rocking chair, I think for five bucks and Audie, who is the owner of the farm saw it and said, no, you do not sell that. You bring it to the farm and Heather will fix it for you. So I kind of had to learn how to cane. <laughs> 
So I've, I've learned something new. Wow. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's great. I, I know years ago, um, I, I went to the Overbrook School for the Blind and um, that was actually one of the classes, uh, you know, electives was um, chair caning. Mm-hmm. Um, I told Mr. Oates, I said, ceramics I was too. We were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ceramics was too, Marsha. So <laughs> that, I was a lot better at ceramics <laughs> than I was at anything else. Okay. Marsha has a hand up. Okay. Yes, I um, was just really excited to hear that she's doing caning because there's so many people with antiques and the seats and backs are ruined. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you, you might, I don't know if you've done rush seats, but those, my kitchen chairs, my, my mother made those chairs and I've had the seats done three times. I've never, uh, you know, by an elderly man. Um, but I don't know what'll happen when they get saggy again. Um, you know, yeah, I've rush... had to do a rough, a rush, nah, rush seat in a footstool. Okay. Oh, I have one that needs to be done too. So <laughs> I'm glad that you gave me information. <laughs> yeah, you, that's so you might many... have a job, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all these lovely antiques that the seats just, you know, I mean, they're, they're straw. They're not going to last forever. And, mm-hmm. um, that's wonderful. I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Well, thank you. <laughs> okay, Debbie. Um, what's your favorite kind of basket to make, Heather? Or do you have a favorite kind of basket? Um, I don't really have one. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I guess my favorite one to make is my laundry basket. Because it's just... I don't know. It's just, there's something about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kathy. Well, I went out, I'm on my iPad and I'm low vision and I looked at her Facebook page and it is fantastic. There are so many different colors and sizes and shapes and the caning is there as well as all these different baskets. So, um beautiful it's beautiful thank you well we got to figure out how to get you up on like a a, a website for those of us who just don't do facebook (laughs) well and and sometimes probably just about everybody here could say you know it it is easier to go down through a website to to see what a person is selling or whatever you know get you into online ordering and i mean not today but you know (laughs) okay suzanne uh heather yeah just when you were talking about the favorite basket i got to thinking we hadn't heard sort of all the different types that you do we heard about the bread basket they could be used for anything of course but can you sort of give a list of the ones that you do i can um i the bread baskets one then, of course, there's the laundry basket. There is um, one I did just a week ago. It's a peanut basket, <laughs> and it's wo- it's a wooden base. So, of course, I don't have to worry about making the base. So, the base is already made, but the base is shaped like a peanut. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it has a wooden divider in it. So, um, uh it is kind of new, so I always like to try to come out with something new at the farm, you know, for everybody to see. So this one was a new, new one. 
So it was it was kind of interesting to do. Then there's oh my gosh, um, stair step basket one you can set on your steps. There's uh, fruit baskets. There's totes. There's many different totes that I can do. There's uh, serving trays. I mean, there's there's all kinds of different ones that I can do. Yeah, um, footstools. Yeah, there's footstools. Um, and like I said, there are quite a few baskets that I just come up with that they can be whatever you want. Because <laughs> I I try to use up all the reed that I can possibly use. Like if I have scraps, then I turn them into uh, say a candy dish, or I turn them into something. So I I try to use up all the reed that I can because it costs a lot to buy. So do you ever make like multi-sided, like six or eight-sided baskets or anything like that? I have made a hexagon trash can, but it was like I said, it was a wooden base, so I I kind of cheated. Yeah. <laughs> um, I but I have made. I think that's just um, <laughs> how would you? You'd have to really have a hard time to keep those corners exact. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I have made divided baskets. I have one in my kitchen that has four divided divides in it for the, um, say, the whisks, the wooden spoons, the spatulas, the whatever. So there's four different divides in it. And no, that's not at the farm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I do have a three divided one at the farm, but not a four. Okay, we got Chris with her hand raised, and then we have nine minutes. Okay. Okay. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was down in Raleigh, North Carolina, and went to this outdoor market, and uh, went to a, a weaver, and they, <laughs> I ended up buying two of them, they had the uh, baskets mounted on like a little a miniature Lazy Susan. Yes, and I've made those. Yeah, I really like that, you know, because, you know, like you say, putting your silver, your serving spoons or your knives or whatever, you know, it's just so nice that they rotate like that and you can get to them so easily. But mm-hmm. I really like those. That is pretty neat. Yeah. And they were expensive. So you think about it. <laughs> well, you know, I, I mean, I handmade, you know, if, if it's handmade, it's people put a lot of time and, and work into it. As the crafters are learning, I'm sure. <laughs> well, the day I was there, he was selling them like hotcakes. I mean, you know, they were just, he yeah. just had this huge area filled with them. People were just buying and buying. So, you know, there is a market. Around around here, there, um, like I said towards the beginning, I'm kind of on the lower end of pricing because I don't know what to charge for my hand, you know, handmade stuff. Um, and I've tried to ask people, you know, your other basket weavers, like, what would you charge? No, I don't know. And it's like, okay. But there are some people who will plop down the money. And then there were some people who say, you need to charge more. So it's like, okay. And then there's some people who will stick their nose up in the air. Like, oh, that's just too much. I was like, well, then you make it. Right. There you go. <laughs> With a blindfold on. <laughs> do, do we have any other? Oh, 
Marsha. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm talking too much, I think. But no, anyway, no, no, she's fine. getting me very excited about things. Um, yeah, you know, you um, if people think you're charging too much, they have to stop and think about uh, you know baskets that you can you buy in Walmart are probably made in uh, uh, China or some or or some or India where the people make you know a penny an hour or something, and you know when if anybody's going to make uh, you know pay for their supplies and you know <laughs> be able to buy their own groceries you know they need to make something and people need to realize that um, uh, things need. You know, if you're, if you're going to buy something quality, it's going to cost. Right. Anyway, right. I just had a mouth off about that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's true. Any other hands? No, not not yet. <laughs> All right. Well, we're kind of getting near the the end here. And, and Heather, is there anything else? Oh, it's echoing. Is there anything Sorry. else that you want to share with us? No, I don't guess so. <laughs> <laughs> well, we certainly uh, really want to thank you for you know taking the time to to talk with us and for us to ask you all kinds of questions and uh, it's really good information and what a trade. I, I, that's just wonderful. And we're going to come to Huntington, but we'll let you know before we come. Yay! So, <laughs> I mean, I our know. plan was to come last September, but mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that didn't work. <laughs> no. So, um, and again, thank you, Lucy, for hosting, and thank everyone for attending. Um, and we will our our Seven Up call is generally the second Monday of every month at seven o'clock p.m. So uh, we're looking at in April perhaps to to do a little thing on birds and like bird calls and that kind of thing. Perhaps I, it's not a not totally engraved in stone yet, but cool. That'd be cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so again, um, Lucy, thanks for hosting, and Heather, thank you again for giving thank up your time, and and thank you for yeah. for taking two Saturdays to work with the ACB crafters. I'm I'm not in that now. Lucy is. I am. Yes, I am. Yes, thank you so much. Oh, you're you're very welcome. <laughs> and you know, if you'd like to join Mountain State Council, we'd happily have you as a a, a member. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Well, we we will end. There's a lot going on in the community tonight. Um, so uh, if you want to check it out, go ahead. And, and thank you again for attending and take care until next month. <laughs>